everybody, it's Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker with the first episode of Blair and Barker Extra Innings. We will be joined in a few minutes. Who came up with the name? Did you decide the name? I decided the name. You didn't want Blair and Barker after hours because of the connotation, so I came up with extra innings. What what would you call it? Uh, Blair and Barker. Welcome to the podcast, people. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Blair and Barker uh, after hours. It's Jeff Blair and Kevin Barker. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We're (laughs) going to be joined in a few minutes by Dalton Varsho of Kevin Barker's Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, A little bit of news since we last spoke to you on... uh, how quickly the it afternoon. happens. How quickly oh, it happens. How quickly, how it, quickly happens. it happens. It happens. You'll notice that we spend a great deal of time talking about what we need to see from Ricky Tiedemann. Forgot to <laughs> say we'd like to start. see a pitch. Yeah, well, the first <laughs> thing we should have said is good health. Ricky Tiedemann oh. has been scratched from his start on Saturday, the Jays' first Grapefruit League game. He's been scratched from his start with a hamstring injury of some unknown origin or or unknown seriousness. Now he is being examined. We're led to believe. And right now he is considered day to day. Kevin, when you get down to it, we're all day to day, aren't we? Yeah. Well, well, some are more day to day than others. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the word I'd gotten this, this happened during conditioning. (laughs) But I thought, I I thought everybody was in the best shape of their uh, life. I guess you got to maintain that. Somehow you got to do that. So, you know, again, I don't want to, I don't want to joke about this. He's no. very young to be injured this much. I mean, I will say that. Actually, has, what you told me was how many 23-year-olds even have a hamstring? <laughs> yeah, I tried to remember if I even knew where my hamstring was when I was 23. You I, did. I guess. Did yeah, I? You did. I did know. You were well that? aware of your various body parts when you were 23. Oh, that's right? funny. Uh, look, uh, all joking aside, I really do because of you know, how good God was to him and brought the lightning bolt that, you know, he struck to his left side of his body and allows him to do the things that he can do throwing a baseball. Hopefully we get to see it. Like, I think, Jeff, all joking aside, this is all part of it, right? I mean, we talked about, you asked me what I wanted to see, and I talked about the mechanics. You know, you hear that all the time about it looks free and easy. Well, that's an easy 98. That's what you'd like to see from him. I think this is all part of it. you got to learn how to keep yourself pitching every five days. And, you know, again, I think if people, you know, and starting with Ricky Tiedemann wants everybody to take him serious, I think it starts here, right? Yeah, your best uh, ability is availability. Yeah. And uh, anyhow, so Ricky Tiedemann will not start on Saturday against the Philadelphia Phillies. And uh, just reinforcing what I always tell you. From the day that spring training starts until opening day, nothing good happens in spring training. It doesn't. It's basically put everybody in bubble wrap, make sure that they get their sleep, and uh, we go from there. Anyhow, uh, Dalton Varsho joins us. He is, of course, uh, the starting left fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays, a guy that I think uh, a lot of us expect to see to, to see have a bit of a bounce-back season this year. And uh, we're very pleased that Dalton joins us on Blair and Barker. Dalton, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. I know at the end of uh, spring training day, you've probably got better things to do than talk to us. <laughs> but uh, thanks for this. <laughs> thanks for this. Anyhow, just a, a general first question. Um, you know, we, we've we've heard a lot from people in spring training that there's an emphasis, a different emphasis on messaging this year, a different emphasis on communications when it comes, when it comes to hitting. And, you know, I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I heard Don Mattingly's name mentioned or written, I'd be 
well, I probably wouldn't be doing this interview right now. Um, so tell us, how, how different is it? And and what are you expecting this spring and this season from this new sort of communications approach? Yeah, I think Don has kind of taken the reins and gotten um, all the hitting coaches on board of just making sure that we're doing everything right for each individual player of knowing what their weaknesses are, knowing what their strengths are, and then being able to basically game plan for every every pitcher to be able to know what we can handle. Um, and obviously having a better approach of going up to the bat of knowing what we're what we're looking for and not saying that every player shouldn't, shouldn't be doing that on their own. But it's nice when both you as a player and the coaches both have the same game plan and, and they're seeing the same thing, what you're going up there and your um, idea and your approaches for, for that guy. Dalton, I've been around some some really good hitters who tried to be hitting coaches. It's not always the easiest thing, right? Just because you're really good at doing it doesn't always mean you're good at, at relaying the message and trying to help somebody else do it. Take us through how Donnie baseball is. Is he easy to talk to? You know, you go in a cage. Can you, you know, you talk? However, this is what I'm working on. This is what I'm trying to do. He's got good information. Is he easy to talk to? Yeah, he obviously has um, the same language as I do. I mean, he's. He's an old school hitter, and I, I, that's how I grew up with my dad. It's just like a lot of old school thoughts, staying on top of the baseball, staying on the inside. And, um, it's very simple, but um, I think what he brings is just the ability to understand what every hitter does well and being able to change his kind of um, language to be able to connect with that hitter. And so it's been pretty cool to kind of have all the coaches, and I, I know every single coach has – is really good at kind of one thing, but now everybody's all on board of like the same, same path we're going through. So with Don, it's just, it's nice that he oversees everything and, and every coach is able to kind of put their fingerprint of helping out every hitter that they can. Don, you look very confident last year, or at the end of the season last year with just your approach at the plate. You look more comfortable, like you weren't overthinking it and, you know, it looked free and easy. Where are you at right now mechanically, uh, what you're trying to do at the plate? I mean, you mentioned a little bit there, just old school driving down and through it, thinking party out front. You know, you are a pull hitter. Is there things you went into the off season that you wanted to correct it? Or do you want it to, you know, adjust or get better at? And how is that going right now, first couple of days of spring training? Yeah, offseason was actually a really busy one. Of Obviously, I wanted to be a little bit more direct to the baseball of having just a shorter swing path. I think my swing last year had kind of three parts to it to where I just felt like I was a little bit longer to the baseball and not, not squaring the one up in the zone and, and falling it off or, or hitting a pop fly to left field. So, obviously – being short and direct to it and then still having my power behind it of not trying to put the ball up in the air and trying to actually hit it down in my practice so that in the game with adrenaline, when everything kind of spikes, that's when you're going to be able to hit the line drives in the gaps, the homers are your misses. And so um, the overemphasis of getting above the baseball, especially with how today's game is really going with four seams up at the top and they're throwing everything super hard, um, but being able to make that short and quick decision instead of where you're you're thinking over complicating it with a little bit longer swing. So keeping it super simple um, was kind of going into the off season. Um, I know this is funny for a lot of people when I tell them that, but I started with chopping down trees of of basically being an athlete again and, and doing something so simple of how it kind of translated for me and then being able to make some adjustments off of that of where I open back up and making sure that I have certain things going on with my hands and where I want my bat to start. Um, so obviously there was a lot of changes that, that kind of happened, but it all became to kind of being simple and being the athletic player in the box again. 
Yeah, it's a lot to unpack there. I mean, that that's very interesting. You're a very good low ball hitter, right? You you want to, like you mentioned, drive down and through the baseball. You got a natural little uppercut in your swing. Most left-handed hitters do. How, how do you sort of stay with your th- strength? Think about that. You know, I want to do this mechanically. I know last year you were stride separating, you were leg kicking, like you were doing some things. You were in between. It was you know. It's, human nature when you're struggling you want to make some changes to try and help yourself attack some weaknesses but i i guess the big question here is how do you hit enough of those elevated fastballs really hard to where you don't get away from your strength mentally how do you you know just sort of stay with your strength and not always try and combat what they're trying to get you out with yeah, I think it goes down to approach of what the guy, what the pitcher does really well. Does he does he have a good spin rate of being able to throw that ball that looks like it's coming right down the middle, but actually it rises above the zone. Um, so I think that's pitcher to pitcher orientated. But um, understanding where the top of the zone is for me was another big emphasis of okay, what ball can I get to that I know I can handle, and then what's that ball half ball width above to where now I can recognize and maybe shut it down, even though it might be a strike. I think sometimes early in the count we can we can be able to take that ball for a strike and be able to live for the next pitch because if you think you can keep hitting every single one, your your eyesight is just going to keep raising up even higher to where now those are easy outs or the foul tip or it's an easy strike going for that pitcher. Wow. Okay, I'm intrigued in the wood chopping and in, in the, the wood chopping aspect of this. I know that um, that uh, I believe Guillermo and Hunter. Both visited you in the off season at, at at your hitting cage. Did you take them out in the back and uh, show them how to how to cut down a tree as well? This hmm. do, this doesn't treat hmm. me. No, actually, at that point, I was kind of already moved past that. That mm-hmm. was just like the first process of just like go be an athlete. Like let's basically kind of make sure that we're working above and basically doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when they came down, I was I was fully in the cage doing my routine, trying to get everything kind of sorted out and that was kind of towards that January, early January mark um, of being able to kind of have an idea of what my routine was going to be like every day, making sure I was doing all my steps to feeling right. And then being able to do some, do, do some machine work um, when they were there. That really says something that they, that they would come down yeah. and work with you one-on-one in the off season. Like good. It says something yeah, good is awesome. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I've never been a part of a team who's who's done that, but being able to have them have um, an understanding of what I was working on and making sure that both of our thoughts and the communication throughout the season is going to be pretty spot on, I think that was just an awesome experience for not just me, but I thought for them to be able to experience where I'm from and, and uh, knowing that the language that I speak and being able to have that better connection and better communication uh, this year. Whatever you hear, the Blue Jays are trying to have a team-wide approach. Can you explain that to me? Because it sounds to me like it, it would be very individual. I mean, some dudes like the ball up. Like Justin Turner, I think he don't mind the ball up. You're one of the guys that's really got to concentrate on down and through it, right, and not swinging at the one that's too high. What is a, I guess, the big question, what is a team-wide approach that everybody around the hitting part of it with the Blue Jays are trying to tell you guys? I think the team-wide approach is obviously knowing who you are um, as as an individual. What what do you handle? It's like what I said before of of what are the pitches that you can handle, and okay, what what does this pitcher do to be able to throw that pitch in the zone? And I think that's the team-wide approach of not going outside of what you don't do well. Of 
where you're chasing stuff and you're you're kind of getting yourself out and not having great team at bats. But I would say that's that's the approach is what do you do well? What can you handle from this pitcher every night? But then also figuring out game situations. Are we getting that runner over with nobody on and doing a lot of the little things, which is baseball, and we've played it since we were kids. And I think that's what's really interesting this year is that our goal is to win every night. And it's not about the individual statistics. So it's like when you can do a team at bat and yeah, you, you have 50 of those throughout the season. I mean, those, those kind of come into play when you look up at the end of the year and it's like, man, those, those five, five RBIs or maybe those five, five guys have gotten over to third base really helped our team win. What type of minute of an impact do you think Justin Turner will have in this lineup and, and mm. in general, just an impact in the clubhouse? I mean, I've played against Justin in, in our division for the last four years when he was with L.A. and then last year with Boston. And I've always admired admired him because it's just like he does everything right at the plate. He He's never a guy that gives a, away an at-bat. And it's just like to be around for that long and uh, to keep doing what he's doing and hitting at a high level, it's really impressive. And that goes to show of how well he knows himself. And I think it's just that veteran presence of – being able to teach teach guys who are who are just trying to figure themselves out in the big leagues to help them take that next step of understanding themselves. You don't have to copy everything that he's doing, but there's little things that you can take from all those guys that have been around for a while, seen different guys struggle, seen when they've done well, and being able to help every single individual in our clubhouse. And he he does. It's not even just hitting. He runs the bases well. I mean, I don't know what exactly position he'll he'll be playing. But um, I know that he he works really hard on everything that he does. And um, just knowing that he's on our team now, I think, is awesome. Because, I mean, he had a great year last year. And I think people forget that sometimes of of how well he really did. And he's a tough out in, the, in that lineup. And now it just makes our lineup even stronger. Dalton, I got to be honest with you. Last year when I heard they were moving the fences in at the Rogers Center, I was like, holy moly, you guys are going to match baseball. You're going to lead baseball and hitting homers and drive-in runs and all those kind of things. You didn't. Is there any conversation about, you know, how to, I don't want to say hit better, but have more confidence at home, right? Hitting is a lot of confidence. Like you walk to the plate and think if I square it up, I create a little backspin to whatever part, it's going to go where I want it to go. Have you guys had talks about that? And, you know, do you think there needs to be maybe some adjustments made to the Rogers center? Uh, I think that what happened last year, I think is kind of in the past for all of us. Cause I think, we were told all last season that, oh, why, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? And it's just like, I think as a collective group, we, we added that pressure to ourselves to try to do more. And when you try to do more in baseball, normally you do less. So um, I think with, with us, I think if we all just stay within ourselves and, and do what we do really well, I think we're going to have great numbers. And I think it's just one of those things last year where it happened. And, and there was a lot of times last year where we've hit the ball really hard and it just went right at somebody or they made a really great catch. And so I think um, over a course of the season, like, I, yeah, did it kill our confidence a little bit? I think it did. But I think overall now, I think everybody turned the page from last year and ready to move on and, and ready to do some damage this year. Thought and last question from us. It is a bit about last year, but I'm just wondering how you viewed what you saw from the Diamondbacks last year, your former team. Obviously you came over here in a trade for, for uh, Gabriel Moreno and Lourdes Goriel jr. They go to the world series. 
Um, how did you view that, and 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 how closely were you watching that series? Because I kind of think you had a lot of you had a lot of good friends who were uh, who were in that in that series. Yeah, I mean, I obviously came up with Paven Smith and and uh, Alec Thomas a little bit, playing with him in the minor leagues a little bit, and then make it to the big leagues together. I think just being able to see some of those guys do so well in the postseason, I was so happy. I know Paven Paven had a kind of just a rough past couple of years and. Um, for him to be able to come with some big hits for them, I thought it was pretty awesome to see. And obviously guys like Christian Walker, Zach Allen, who I played with, Merrill Kelly, who I played with for all three years there. I was just really happy for them and the success that they had in the postseason. But um, I didn't really watch it that closely when they got to a World Series because it was time for me to kind of turn turn the page a little mm-hmm. bit. And um, But uh, it's just one of those things. They got hot at the right time, and they, they played really well. Um, as a collective, as a group, they pitched well, played defense, and they did what they do really well is running the bases. And so it was pretty, uh, it was pretty fun to see kind of my guys that I, I've enjoyed playing with there do really well. But um, hopefully that's, that's us this, this next year, being, being that team in the World Series, a team that, that nobody really wants to play. Hey, Dalton, listen, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we know your time is valuable, and I think you know we always appreciate yeah. talking to you. Uh, have a great spring. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you in Toronto, my Good friend. Luck. Be well. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. That's Dalton Varsho with the Toronto Blue Jays. There you go, Kevin. Did you chop wood as part of your off-season workout yeah. when you were playing? Uh, no, no, I was in winter ball. Uh, <laughs> it's very, it's intriguing. I, look, I, I, I think what he is saying there is not the easiest thing to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. You know that that's why they throw the ball up. It is very hard to because it's game inches, and you know if it's that inch higher. For a guy like Dalton, who does have a little natural uppercut in his swing and who is not always consistent with the lower half and may dip the back shoulder, which creates a little bit more uppercut in his swing, you know, it's uh, it's a little harder to try and do the things that he's trying to talk about doing with the elevated fastball. I I just hope it doesn't take away from his strength. And that's the whole thing here, right? Is mm. the, these adjustments are very individual. It's not, I've tried to tell people this. This is not a a, a team wide thing. It is a very individual thing, and for him to actually put this more, this much emphasis on just trying to combat it, like yeah. hitting them hard enough, enough to make a khaki, a pitching coach, a pitcher go, oh, now we mm. got to start throwing more breaking balls in those counts, and you know maybe we might want to crowd him a little bit more just to get him off of that sort of quadrant of the strike zone because he's showing them at least enough that he can put a ball or one of those hard in play. So I like the thought process. I like that he's put enough emphasis on it. I'm sure that whenever the hitting coaches did go see him, that was probably the talk was yep. how do we figure out ways to – to, you know, to hit those balls hard. So you just like, it's very individual and good for him for, for doing some things. I am very interested to see his lower half. Uh, he struggled with that last year of all the, you know, t- timing is hitting and everything starts from the ground up. What your feet do, your hands are going to do. I mean, they follow in suit, right? He, last year he was late with his foot. That's why he stride separated and he leg kicked and he had that, you know, all the things that were, you know, he was late with rotation. Like a lot of things were wrong. So I'm very intrigued with that, but you like it. I mean, for me, he's a 2020 guy. Hit 20 homers, steal 20 bases. What you do when it comes to hitting or driving in runs or average-wise is gravy. You know, play borderline, uh, really good defense, gold-glove defense in the outfield, and hit seventh for the Blue Jays and help your team. If he does that, I think you'll have a really good year. Yeah, I think he's, um, as I said, I think he is the type of guy that might really uh, be able to, um, to sort of, 
glom on to what Don Mattingly is teaching. I just, you know, the, the son of a hitting coach, dad major leaguer, lefty hitter. Who better to 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 be talking to you than know Don it, Mattingly? I don't know about you, but it sounds like they've made it simple for him. Like yeah. How, it, how do we correct, catch up correct. to elevated velocity? Yes. There's where we start. If we do that, because he's strong enough, he can pull enough velocity, Mm -hmm. he can obviously hit enough home runs. If we figure out consistently how to do that, they think sort of everything else will take care of itself. And it just looked to me, I don't know about you, it looked to me like last year, end of the season, confident. And that's a lot of it. I thought he looked a different player at the end of the year. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do, I think, with Donnie Baseball and him started interacting a little bit more and we're in the cage a little bit more. And I think they carried it over in the offseason. Hopefully do it this season. Yeah, they did him no fit. Favors by by putting him in the cleanup spot. Oh, it was either. the worst they thing did. they did all season. I mean, I I, I hate were, to toot my own horn. No, you were on it. You were on it. You were on it from the get go. Yeah, you were on it from the get go. It's a lot to ask a dude who gets traded over after yeah. what he was traded for, and uh, go fill in the blanks and protect Vladdy. Huh? What? Yeah. It's impossible. No, so you know they're not going to do that again. Stay in the seventh hole. Do your thing. Be confident. Have fun. Everything will work out. Good stuff. We appreciate Dalton Varshall joining us. Uh, so that is it. Blair and Barker extra innings. And uh, we appreciate the Blue Jays making Dalton available. It's always kind of difficult with scheduling before the Grapefruit League games. Guys are on. Well, let's face it. Guys are usually in the golf course. <laughs> A lot of times Pitchers when are. they're done. Pitchers are not. Uh, nah, hit, nah, hitters won't be. No. Nah, it's the last thing you want to do is be swinging anything. Especially if you don't like the ball up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for us. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you in Monday.